Umar didn't remain sitting down, rather he stood up to see who was behind the uncle of the Prophet Abbas. Abu Sufyan. So he said, who? Is it Abu Sufyan? This disbeliever? Sayyidu Quraysh. The leader of the Quraysh. Wallahi laqad amkana Allah minkh. Verily we have uh, power over you. فَأَتَيْتَنَا عَلَى نَقْتُلَنَّكَ لِتَيْتَكَ So you come so that we may kill you with our swords. With your swords. فَرَكِبَ عُمُرُ خَطَّابِ إِلَى النَّبِي صَلَى اللَّهِ عَلَيْهِ وَسَلَّمُ So the Umrah Dillahi ran to the Prophet صَلَى اللَّهِ عَلَيْهِ وَسَلَّمُ وَالْعَبَّاسِ أَخَذَ بِحِمَارَ النَّبِي صَلَى اللَّهِ عَلَيْهِ وَسَلَّمُ وَكَلَا كَرْكُبُ بِهَا إِلَى النَّبِي صَلَى اللَّهِ عَلَيْهِ وَسَلَّمُ And also Abbas, he, 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 ran, he ran a donkey to the Prophet صَلَى اللَّهِ عَلَيْهِ وَسَلَّمُ that the slow person racing the slow person. فعندما وصلت الى النبي صلى الله عليه وسلم فإلى عمر قد دخل خلفي. فجلست اذا انتهيت من النبي صلى الله عليه وسلم فجلست عند النبي صلى الله عليه وسلم. فاتت داون ويز النبي صلى الله عليه وسلم لئلا يجلس عمر هذا المكان. فعمر رضي الله عنه نكت فيه. فقال عمر يا رسول الله. فعمر قال او مسجد الله. هذا ابو سفيان الكافر. ذيس از ابو سفيان ذيس بليفر. قد امكن الله عز وجل منه. الله هاز ميد اس باورفول اوفر هيم. لنقتلنه. فوي شال كيل هيم. فأخذ العباس ينافح عن أبي سفيان. فذن ابن ذن عباس يتو ديفند أبو سفيان. وعمر يقول لم يقتلنه. and عمر رضي الله عنه يقول كل أبو سفيان. فقال أبو سفيان فقال العباس. فعباس قال. وكان أبو سفيان ابن عم النبي صلى الله عليه وسلم. and أبو سفيان was the son of the uncle of the prophet صلى الله عليه وسلم. ويلتقي مع النبي صلى الله عليه وسلم في النسب في بني عبدناه. and they agree in the genealogy أبو سفيان and the prophet صلى الله عليه وسلم with this man أبو بنا. فقال العباس. يا عمر أو أمر لو كان أبو سفيان من بني عدي إف أبو سفيان من الطائف بني عدي لما ناديت لقتله he would not call for his killing ولكنه لأنه من بني عبد مناف but because he is from the tribe of بني عبد مناف وهو جد النبي صلى الله عليه وسلم and he was the grandfather of the prophet صلى الله عليه وسلم فهنا عمر لم يتمالك نفسه so now Umar wasn't able to control himself فبكى عمر رضي الله تعالى عنه and he started to cry فقال والله so he said, by Allah, لإسلام العباس, لإسلامك أنت العباس عم النبي صلى الله عليه وسلم, لإسلام العباس, لإسلامك أنت العباس, لإسلامك أنت العباس, أحب إلي من إسلام أبي خطاب. is more beloved to, beloved to me than the Islam of Abu Khattab. أبي وهو الخطاب. is more beloved to me than my father, الخطاب. فهو أشد حبا إلي من أبي الخطاب. So he is more beloved to me than my father, الخطاب. لأنني أعلم أن النبي صلى الله عليه وسلم يحبك أكثر من من محبة أبي. Because I know that the Messenger of Allah loves him more than he loves my father. فهنا سكت عمر رضي الله تعالى عنه. So Umar was quiet. وقال العباس يا رسول الله هو في جواري عن أبي سفيان. So then Abbas said to the Messenger of Allah, Oh Messenger of Allah, he is under my protection. فقال النبي صلى الله عليه وسلم للعباس اذهب أنت وأبي وأبو سفيان. So then the Messenger of Allah said, Go you and Abu Sufyan. وأتوني من الغد. And come to me tomorrow. فأتى العباس مع أبو سفيان إلى النبي صلى الله عليه وسلم من الغد. So the next day أبو سفيان came with عباس to the Prophet صلى الله عليه وسلم. فجلس عند النبي صلى الله عليه وسلم. And he sat down next to the Prophet صلى الله عليه وسلم. فقال النبي صلى الله عليه وسلم لأبي سفيان. So the Prophet صلى الله عليه وسلم said to Abu Sufyan. 
Allah wailaka ya Abu Sufyan. He said, "Woe to you, Abu Sufyan." Ama ana laka an tashhada an la ilaha illallah. Has the time come now for you to bear witness that there is no one worthy worship except Allah? Faqala Abu Sufyan. So Abu Sufyan said, "Wallahi ma aghnat anna alihatuna shay' min shay'." He said, "Verily, by Allah, our God did not help us at all." Ay qad ana li an ashhadu an la ilaha illallah. Meaning, the time has come for me now to make a declaration of faith. وقال له ما أوصلك وأرحمك يقول النبي صلى الله عليه وسلم. أبو سفيان يقول النبي صلى الله عليه وسلم. أبو سفيان قال للنبي صلى الله عليه وسلم ما أوصلك وأرحمك أن ما جمعت وأكرمك أن ما جوأنت وأوصلك للرحم أن 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 لقد آن لي أن أشهد أن لا إله إلا الله. The time has come now for me to be willing to there is no one worthy worship except Allah. ثم قال النبي صلى الله عليه وسلم لي أبي سفيان. Then the Prophet said to Abu Sufyan. يا أبا سفيان. أو أبو سفيان. أما أنا لك أن تشهد أن محمد رسول الله. I do not come. I do not come to be now to be willing that Muhammad is the Messenger of Allah. فقال له ما أكرمك. He said what is more honorable than you. يعني أبو سفيان قال النبي صلى الله عليه وسلم ما أكرمك. The Prophet Abu Sufyan said to the Prophet what is, who is more honorable than you and also more excellent than you and also more merciful than you and also more kind than you as for this, this person then there is something in my heart about this then Abbas said to him oh Abu Sufyan اشهد ان محمد رسول الله بوليس محمد از المسنجر الله قبل ان تقطع عنقك before your naked cutoff فشهد ان محمد رسول الله then he bore that Muhammad was a messenger of Allah الشاهد من هذا اخواني what is required of this ان النبي صلى الله عليه وسلم that the prophet شهد عليه الكفار بانه ارحم الخلق الكفار بوليس he was the most merciful of creation وانه اوصل الخلق and he is the person who keeps ties the most لذلك ابو سفيان ابن الحارث Therefore, Abu Sufyan, the son of Harith, and he is the son of the uncle of the Prophet who is different from Abu Sufyan from the Umawi, who was mentioned earlier. Abu Sufyan ibn Harith قد أهدر النبي صلى الله عليه وسلم دمه عندما توجه إلى فتح مكة. قد أهدر النبي صلى الله عليه وسلم دمه. This person, Abu Sufyan ibn Harith, he he gifted the Prophet صلى الله عليه وسلم دمه. النبي صلى الله عليه وسلم أهدر دمه. قال نبوة حسنة. The Prophet said, "Whoever sees him, let him kill him." لماذا? Why was this done? وهو أخو النبي صلى الله عليه وسلم من الرضاعة. Despite the fact that he was the brother of the Prophet صلى الله عليه وسلم, the fourth brother of the Prophet صلى الله عليه وسلم. وهو ابن عمه جده عبد المطلب. And he's also the son of his uncle, the grandfather of his uncle. ومع ذلك النبي صلى الله عليه وسلم أهدر دنا. قال مرة أهو قتل. Despite this, the Prophet صلى الله عليه وسلم said about him, "Whoever sees him, let him kill him." لأنه استهزأ بالنبي صلى الله عليه وسلم. Because he mocked the Prophet صلى الله عليه وسلم. وكل من استهزأ بالنبي صلى الله عليه وسلم فدمه هدر. So whoever mocks the Prophet then his, his, his blood is halal. Except if the Prophet forgives him. Even if he were to accept Islam. So this Abu Sufyan came and he accepted Islam. When the Prophet was going to conquer Mecca. But he requested the Prophet to remove this punishment that he said upon his neck. 
يطلب هذا الامر من النبي صلى الله عليه وسلم مباشره. فاذا نقبل كثره من الخفقه الخمسه لكنه ذهب الى ابي بكر. فاذا يمنت ابو بكر. فقال ابو بكر لا استطيع ان اتدخل في هذا الامر. فابو بكر قال ما ابو تو انت انت ذات لماذا؟ لانه استهزا بالنبي صلى الله عليه وسلم السابق. واي بيكوز هي موقف الرسول صلى الله عليه وسلم. ثم توجه الى عمر. ثم يمنت عمر. فابى عمر ان يتدخل في الامر. ان اوصى عمر رفيس تو انت انت ذات افاه. ثم ذهب الى علي وهو ابن عمه. ثم يمنت علي هو صن ابي الانكل. فطلب منه ان يتدخل عند النبي صلى الله عليه وسلم. يعني اوتن تو انتفيت مهم مثل ماذا؟ فقال لا استطيع ان اتدخل مع ان اتدخل في هذا الامر. قال لي اوتو سير ما ابو تو انتفيت في انتفيت ماذا؟ فذهب ابو سفيان. فابو سفيان ذن وين؟ واراد ان ياخذ زوجته ثم يذهب. يعني موتن تيك هيز وايف اند ذن ليف. فوصل الخبر الى النبي صلى الله عليه وسلم. So this, this news reached the Prophet صلى الله عليه وسلم. ان ابا سفيان يريد ان ياخذ زوجته فيسيب في الارض. So the Prophet uh, ابو سفيان wanted to take his wife and then to run away. ويموت جوعا او عطشا في اي ارض حلت به. فوصل خبر النبي صلى الله فرحمه النبي صلى النبي وهذا من رحمه النبي سفيان ابو ميه هو ذا ديسبليفر وهو استهزأ بالنبي صلى الله عليه وسلم. يعني اوصى موقف الربيع صلى الله عليه وسلم. فعندما فتح النبي صلى الله عليه وسلم مكه اهدر دمه. وعندما الربيع صلى الله عليه وسلم مكه اهدر دمه. ففر هو مع زوجته. فاتى عمير بن وهب الى النبي صلى الله عليه وسلم وهو مسلم. فقال يا رسول الله. سفيان بن اميه. سفان بن اميه فكيف من اوبلوكيم او مسجد الله فعفى عنه النبي صلى الله عليه وسلم فقال يا رسول الله اعطني شيئا حتى اتيه بهذا الدليل انك قد عفوت عنه فاعطاه النبي صلى الله عليه وسلم فتوجه عمر بن اخذ العمامه وذهب الى سفان بن اميه وكان سفان بن اميه قد ركب البحر مع زوجته يريد ان يهاجر الى بلد اخرى فوان فوصل اليه فقال يا صفوان فلقد عفى عنك فقال اليك عني ما اغنيت عني شيئا فقال يا صفوان ابن عمك قال يا صفوان رسول الله ابن عمك عزه عزك وشرفه شرفك And his uh, nobleness is your nobleness. And his kingdom is your kingdom. Then you replied with saying, Verily, I fear, I fear for my own soul. فقال يا اميه فقال يا صفوان so he said oh صفوان ان ان النبي صلى الله عليه وسلم اكرم الخلق verily the messenger of Allah is the most most honorable of all creation وافضل الخلق and the best of all creation وارحم الخلق and the most merciful of creation وخير الخلق and the best of creation هو اكبر من هذا الذي تظنه فيه he is better than that which you think about him ثم سكت صفوان then صفوان was silent فرجع بعد ذلك مع اميه بن وهب then he returned back with اميه بن وهب فدخل على النبي صلى الله عليه وسلم and then he entered upon the prophet صلى الله عليه وسلم فابتسم النبي صلى الله عليه وسلم في وجهه وعفى عنه and then the prophet صلى الله عليه وسلم he smiled in his face and forgave him فالنبي صلى الله عليه وسلم ارحمه وسلم so very the mission of Allah صلى الله عليه وسلم was the most merciful of creation فهكذا ينبغي ان نتعامل مع الناس So this is how we should also behave towards the people. We should not follow their mistakes. 
ثم بعد ذلك نهاجم بقوة حتى نخرجهم من دين الله تبارك وتعالى. Then to to take them out of the fold of Islam. وإنما نتعامل معهم لنغير هذا الواقع الأليم. Rather we should we should behave towards and try and change this this fearful situation which they're in. ونغير هذا الفساد الموجود في الأرض. And also trying to change the corruption that is present in the earth. ونغير هذه الضلالات الموجودة في عقولهم. And also to change this misguided that that happens to be in their mind. فهذا هو المطلوب حقيقة من الداعي. This is what is actually required of the person calling to Islam. انظروا إخواني. إلى تعامل النبي صلى الله عليه وسلم مع الصحابة في مثل هذه الأمور. So look at the the behavior of the Prophet صلى الله عليه وسلم in these type of situations. النبي صلى الله عليه وسلم عندما توجه لفتح خيبر. When the Prophet went to conquer Khaybar. رأى الصحابة قد طبخوا الحمير طبخوهم في القدور الكبيرة. He saw the companions of the Messenger. His companions they had cooked donkeys in great pots. فسألهم النبي صلى الله عليه وسلم ما هذا. So he asked them what is it. قالوا حم الحليب. They said this is the meat of of donkey. فنام النبي صلى الله عليه وسلم عن أكل لحم الحليب. So then the Prophet said he forbade them from eating this meat. وأمرهم بإكفاء القدور بقلبه. And he ordered them to throw all of the meat away. وبكسرها. And also to break the pot. فقال يا رسول الله. So they said, Oh رسول الله. أما إلقاؤها فنعم لأنها محرمة. As for throwing it away, then then yes, we should do it because it's forbidden. أما كسرها يا رسول الله فإننا نحتاج إليها. So as for breaking them, then verily we are in need of them. فرحمه النبي صلى الله عليه وسلم قال اذا لا تكسروها. فإذا النبي صلى الله عليه وسلم قال اذا لا تكسروها. وانما ارحبوها بالماء اي اغسلوها بالماء. فهذه من رحله النبي صلى الله عليه وسلم بالخلف. فهذا من رحله النبي صلى الله عليه وسلم بالخلف. حافظ ابن ابي بلطع. حافظ ابن ابي بلطع قد قام بعمل عظيم. He did something tremendous. يعني عظيم اي امر شنيع. Something very قال بعضهم خيانة لله ولرسوله. وذلك أن النبي صلى الله عليه وسلم أراد فتح مكة. ولم يخبر النبي صلى الله عليه وسلم أحداً من الناس أنه سيفتح مكة. أعلم غير المسلمين. وطلب من المسلمين أن يفتموا هذا الأمر. وصل خبر إلى النبي صلى الله عليه وسلم. بأن رسالة موجهة لقريش. فيها بأن النبي صلى الله عليه وسلم أتى لفتح مكة. فأرسل النبي صلى الله عليه وسلم علي بن طالب والزبير. And Zubair. قال لهما he said to them too. إذا اذهب إلى مكان كذا. Go to the place such and such. فسترون امرأة. You shall see there a woman. عندها تلك الرسالة. She will have this letter. فخذوها قبل أن تصل إلى قريش. So take it from them before she reaches the Quraysh. فذهب إليها. So they went to her. فوجد امرأة عجوزا في الطريق. So they found an old woman in the way. فقال لها أعطينا الرسالة. So they said to her, give us the letter. قالت لا رسالة عندي. She said I have no letter with me. فقال لها. So they said to her, "Let us read the book or the letter, or we will find the letter until we find it." Either you give us that letter, or we will take off your clothes to find this letter. Then she took out the letter from her hair. So they took this letter and did not open this letter. And they went to the Messenger of Allah and all the companions were around the Prophet And then this letter was opened in front of the Prophet And one of the companions then read this letter. So then the letter said from Hazrat ibn Abi Bakr to such and such 
from the Quraysh. That the Prophet had come for your killing and for conquering Makkah. And Hatib was present there with the message of Allah. The Shaykh said he wants to make you uh, understand and, and perceive this situation. Let everyone think that he is in the position of the Messenger of Allah and he has this power now in his hand. What will he do with Hatif? What will he do with he will do with this person who has received the Messenger of Allah? What shall he do with him? Will he not kill him? Will he not take him away from the, the group of the believers? How did the Prophet behave? He behaved with mercy. He said, what is this, O Hatib? So he said, O Messenger of Allah, Verily I love Allah and His Messenger. And I'm a believer in Allah and His Messenger. But O Messenger of Allah, I'm not from the Quraysh. And my family is amongst the Quraysh. And they verily have treated them with honor. So I wanted to uh, repay this, um, this act of honor with another act of honor. But verily I am a believer in Allah and His Messenger. So what did the Prophet say? He said, did he say, go away, get out? This is an excuse that is not acceptable. Rather, the Messenger of Allah in this situation, he forgave him. Umar, Umar said, he said, Oh, Messenger of Allah, let me chop off the head of this monarch, this hypocrite. So the Prophet said, What do you know, O Umar? And Hatib was amongst the people who uh, took part in the Battle of Badr. What do you, what do you know, O Umar? Perhaps Allah suddenly looked at the people of Badr and he said, Verily, do what you wish, for verily I have forgiven you. So Umar started to cry. Look how the Messenger of Allah behaved with, with mercy with this man who almost deceived Allah and His Messenger. But rather his intention was like almost he had an excuse for this. But rather this excuse is not a, a legal excuse in the Sharia. So look at the mercy of the Prophet Another example, my brothers. As is mentioned in Bukhari, there was a man who used to drink wine at the time of the Prophet he used to drink wine, then the, then the believers would whip him. He would then drink wine again, and the believers would then again whip him for it. So some of the companions said, They said, May the curse of Allah be upon you. So the Prophet said, Do not hate, do not help shaitan upon your brother. What is the benefit of you saying, May the curse of Allah be upon you? What is, what is uh, 
obligatory upon you to take your hell of the situation into a situation of belief and iman. What is upon you is for you to help him in being obedient to Allah and to leave being disobedient to Allah. This is your, uh, this is your role to play. It's not your role to, to, to put the curse and anger of Allah upon him. What have you put forward for the creation by these words? Rather you have uh, become angry and then you said these words. Therefore it is upon a person to behave towards other people with mercy. So if you see the person upon innovation, for his economy to try and change this innovation that he's, he's in dealing with. So he sees what is the best way to, to change this, this situation. If he sees a person who happens to be committing adultery, it is upon him to, try and, to find a, a correct way to try and change his situation. And this is your role. A man came to the Prophet like is reported by Imam Ahmed. So he said, Oh Muhammad, really I accept Islam. But as for intercourse or, or uh, adultery, I cannot leave adultery. So I put a condition upon you on my accepting Islam that I, I do not leave adultery. So how did the Prophet behave towards him? Did he say to him, no? There will be no benefit of you until you leave Zina. Rather, the Prophet behaved towards him with mercy. He said to him, sit down. So this man then sat down. He said, then he said to this man, do you love it? Any uh, adultery for your mother? So he said, no, O Messenger of Allah. So then he said, and the people also, they don't, they don't love it for their mothers. So the man said, really, you speak in the truth. Then he said, do you love it? Any adultery for your sister? So he said, no, O Messenger of Allah. And he said, also, then the people, they don't, they don't love it for their sisters. Then he said, again, you speak in the truth. Then he said, do you love it for your, for your daughter? He said, no, O Messenger of Allah. Then he said, also, the, the people, they don't love it for their daughters. And then he said, you have spoken the truth. He said, then do you love it for your wife? Then he said, no, O Messenger of Allah. Then he said, also, then the people, they don't like it for their wives. Then he said, again, you speak in the truth. There's a person then commit adultery except either if it's his mother, a mother, or it's his daughter, or his wife, or his sister. The person does not make adultery except with one of these four categories of women. So what did this person say? After this beautiful speech and this wise way of speaking to him, he said, by Allah, I have not, do not hate zina or adultery like I hated it that day. And so the adultery became the most uh, hateful thing to me. Look at the way the Prophet behaved towards this man. This is the way of mercy that is a privilege for a person who is giving da'wah to, to behave towards the people. With. So a person who is calling to Allah must uh, behave and, uh, with the people with mercy. And that is what Allah said with regards to the Prophet. And we have not sent 
to accept as a mercy to mankind. Khawani, لو نظرنا في سيرة النبي صلى الله عليه وسلم. My brother, if you were to look at the seer, the life of the Prophet صلى الله عليه وسلم. لا رأينا من النوادر أن يغضب فيه النبي صلى الله عليه وسلم. You would see it very rarely the Prophet would ever get angry. توجد حالات فعلًا توجد قصص غضب فيها النبي صلى الله عليه وسلم. There are situations where the Prophet became angry. ولكنها قصص نادرة. But they are very rare. بينما غالب أحوال النبي صلى الله عليه وسلم أنه يفعل مع أنه يفعل برحمة. Whereas the generality of his behavior was that he behaved towards the people with mercy. فلماذا نقدم هذه القصص التي فيها الغضب؟ So why should we then put forward these stories where the Prophet used to get angry? ونترك سيرة النبي صلى الله عليه وسلم الأكبر التي فيها الرحمة والتي فيها التعاون بالرب. And leave the greater part of the life of the Prophet Sallallahu Alaihi Wasallam where he used to behave towards people with mercy and kindness. ونترك قول الله عز وجل. Leave the saying of Allah. ولو كنت فضلا غليظ القلب لنفضوا من حوله. And if you were hard-hearted and harsh, the people would run away from you. ونترك قول الله عز وجل لموسى عليه السلام. And also leave the saying of Allah to Musa عليه السلام. فقول له قولا لينا ان في سيفهم الصفوات لعله يتذكر او يخشى فهذه ما تيجي ادمنيشن ان فير ونذكر كل احاديث النبي صلى الله عليه وسلم التي يامر فيها بلطف ورحمه ان لوصل لي اور ذا ثينجز اوف ذا بروفيت اوف ذا اور ريست بي سوفت اند كايند لذلك النبي صلى الله عليه وسلم ما هو الا رحمه يمشي بين الخلق فذيف اور ذا بروفيت اوف ذا از ناثينج بات ميرسي ووكينج امونج ذا بيبل فهذا هو الداعي ينبغي ان يكون كالرحمه التي تمشي بين الخلق فذيس از وات از ريكوير اوف ذا داعي وكل تو استاند تو بي ووكينج ويز ميرسي Uh, to the people. النبي صلى الله عليه وسلم. The Prophet صلى الله عليه وسلم. كان الكفار يؤذونه. The Prophet, the kuffar, the disbelievers used to hurt him and harm him. ويعذبونه. And he used to punish him. قام النبي صلى الله عليه وسلم يصلي عند الكعبة. The Prophet صلى الله عليه وسلم prayed at the Kaaba. كما في رواية البخاري. لكن reported by Bukhari. فقام إليه أشقى الخلق من الكفار. So أشقى. And then the worst of all, the most hard-hearted of all. People amongst the kufars stood up with him. وهو عقبة ابن أبي معيط. And he is عقبة ابن أبي معيط. ابن أبي معيط أخذ الثوب جعله على عنق النبي صلى الله عليه وسلم. فذني توك الثوب the prophet صلى الله عليه وسلم. أخذ ثوبة جعله على عنق النبي صلى الله عليه وسلم. He took his own dress and put it around the neck of the prophet صلى الله عليه وسلم. والنبي صلى الله عليه وسلم يصلي عند الكعبة في بداية الإسلام. And the prophet صلى الله عليه وسلم during the early part of Islam was praying at the Kaaba stage. فشده على عنق النبي صلى الله عليه وسلم. Then he tightened it around the neck of the prophet صلى الله عليه وسلم. وكان يهم. فكذا النبي صلى الله عليه وسلم يختنا. And the Prophet was about to be strangled. يقول عبد الله بن عمرو العاص. And Abdullah bin Amr al-Asay. He said, "Oh, Allah, ما رأينا أشجع الخلق. We have not seen أشجع أفضل شجاع. We have not seen the most courageous of people. كما رأينا أبا بكر رضي الله تعالى عنه. I have not seen anyone more courageous than Abu Bakr. يقول لم يقم إليه منا أحد إلى النبي صلى الله عليه وسلم. None of us stood up to help the Prophet إلا أبا بكر. Except Abu Bakr. فذهب إلى عقبة. So then he went to Uqba. فأزاح عقبة. Then he pushed him. فاجتمع الكفار حوله. Then all the kufar came around him. وأخذوا يضربون أبا بكر. And they tried to hit Abu Bakr. وترك النبي صلى الله عليه وسلم. وترك النبي صلى الله عليه وسلم. And they all left the Prophet صلى الله عليه وسلم. وأبو بكر يقول لهم. And Abu Bakr was saying to them. أتقتلون رجلا أن يقول ربي الله. Do you kill a person who says my Lord is Allah? وقد جاءكم بالبينات من ربكم. And he has come with clear signs from his Lord. قام النبي صلى الله عليه وسلم يصلي عند الكعبة كما في رواية البخاري. The Prophet صلى الله عليه وسلم was praying at the Kaaba like as mentioned in Bukhari. في يوم آخر. Upon another day, وسجد. and he prostrated. فأتى عقبة ابن أبي معيط أشقى القوم هذا. So the same person, the same person came عقبة. فأخذ بأحشاء الجزور فأحشاء الناقة بعدما ذبحت فجعلها على ظهر النبي صلى الله عليه وسلم. So then he took the intestines of a camel after it was slaughtered and put it on the back of the Prophet صلى الله عليه وسلم. والنبي صلى الله عليه وسلم ساجد. And the Prophet was praying. لم يستطع النبي صلى الله عليه وسلم من السجود. فأتت فاطمة وزاحتها عن ظهر النبي صلى الله عليه وسلم. فاطمة came and put it off and took it off from his back. موقف آخر كان في النبي صلى الله عليه وسلم. Another situation روى ابن أبي حاتم. ابن أبي حاتم أن أن عقبة في يوم من الأيام كان قد أسلم. عقبة one day he accepted Islam. 
وكان صاحبا لأمية بن خلف. And he was the companion of Umayyah ibn Khalaf. وكان Umayyah ibn Khalaf في السفر. And Umayyah ibn Khalaf was upon a journey. فرجع من السفر. And he returned from his journey. وكان الأمر في بداية الدعوة. This was at the beginning of the da'wah. فسمع أن صاحبه عقبة قد أسلم. So he heard that his companion عقبة had become a believer. عقبة يسلم عليه. So عقبة came to greet him. قال إليك عني. He said get away from me. قال لما؟ He said why? قال علمت بأنك قد قد صدقت. So I've heard that you have become a believer. فقال وما تريد مني؟ So he said what do you want from me? قال اذهب فابصق في وجه ابي القاسم يعني النبي صلى الله عليه وسلم. He said to him go and spit in the face of the Prophet صلى الله عليه وسلم. فالنبي صلى الله عليه وسلم جالسا بين الصحابه. So the Prophet was sitting amongst his companions. فأتى هذا عقبة أشبه القوم. So عقبة this great evil man came. فالنبي صلى الله عليه وسلم حدث الصحابه. And the Prophet was speaking to his companions. لإخراج الناس من الظلمات إلى النور. Taking them out from the darkness to the light. فبصق عند النبي صلى الله عليه وسلم. So then this man he came and spat in the face of the Prophet صلى الله عليه وسلم. أتى جبريل على النبي صلى الله عليه وسلم. جبريل came to the Prophet صلى الله عليه وسلم. كما في رواية البخاري. Like he mentioned in Bukhari. فقال يا رسول الله. And he said, Oh Messenger of Allah. إن الله أرسى إليك ملك الجبال. Verily Allah صلى الله عليه وسلم sent the angel of the mountain. ولم ينزل هذا الملك قبل هذا اليوم. And this angel has never been sent other than this day. فمره بما استطعت. So order him with whatever you are able to. وكل ما تريد. And whatever you want to. فإنه سيحقق بغضه. Verily, he shall realize whatever you want. فنزل ملك الجبال على النبي صلى الله عليه وسلم. So this angel of the mountains came down upon the Prophet صلى الله عليه وسلم. فقال يا رسول الله. And he said, Oh Messenger of Allah. مرني. Order me. فإن أردت أن أطبق عليهم الجبلين الأخشبين فعل. And if you want, if you want me to crush them between the two mountains, I shall do so. ماذا قال النبي صلى الله عليه وسلم? So what did the Prophet صلى الله عليه وسلم say? النبي صلى الله عليه وسلم رحمه. Verily, the Messenger of Allah صلى الله عليه وسلم is mercy. قال لا. He said no. لعل الله يخرج من أطلابهم. Perhaps Allah صلى الله عليه وسلم he may bring out from their progeny. أناس يقولون لا إله إلا الله. People who say لا إله إلا الله. مرخان إلى رحمة النبي صلى الله عليه وسلم. Look my brothers at the mercy of the Prophet صلى الله عليه وسلم. رحمة مع الكفار. His mercy with the kuffar. فكيف بالمسلمين؟ So how about the believers? إذا كان يصاح يعلم من قبل الكفار. So therefore the Prophet is considered with regard to the kuffar. ومع ذلك كان يقول. Despite that the Prophet was punished with the kuffar, despite that he would say. رب كل قومي فإنه لا يعلم. Oh Allah forgive my people for they do not know. This quality is the greatest of all qualities of a quality of Islam. So what is obligatory is a person, this person should behave with the people with mercy. And his aim should be to make, to seek the pleasure of Allah. Then to change the condition of the people. Not to just say I have, I have done my, uh, what is obligatory upon you and I have made clear to him. Verily, this is not preaching. وإنما هذا فقط تكلم التكلم بهذه الكلمات. Rather, it's just speaking with these words. في ذلك يقول شيخ الإسلام الثاني. يقول شيخ الإسلام الثاني الثاني. يقول الأمر بالمعروف. Verily, order the good. والنهي عن المنكر. Verily, the evil. له ضوابط. It has conditions. وله كذلك شروط معينة وله أركان. It has conditions and pillars. فإذا لم يوافق فإذا لم يقم الإنسان بهذه الأركان وبهذه الشروط إذا person doesn't doesn't fulfill these conditions and pillars فهذا لم يهتدي في طريقة البلاغ so he has not been guided in the way of preaching وهذا محاسب عند الله عز وجل this person is held accountable with Allah فإن ضل الناس بسببه so if the people are led astray because of him فإنه أول محاسبين عند الله تبارك وتعالى he is the first person to be held responsible with Allah لأن الله عز وجل يقول because Allah قدرت يا أيها الذين آمنوا أو people who believe عليكم أنفسكم Upon you, you yourselves, لا يضركم من ضل إذا اهتديتم. 
that it will not hurt you those who go astray if you are rightly guided. So Shaykh said, what does this ayah mean? Meaning if you have been rightly guided with regards to giving da'wah to the people, so you spoke to people with knowledge, and also with, with, with mercy, and also with softness, and also in, in stages. So in this stage then you have been rightly guided. And if you don't stick to these affairs, فأنتم محاسبون عند الله تبارك وتعالى. وهذا يضركم عند الله تبارك وتعالى. يقول هذا هو معنى قول الله قول لله عز وجل. لا يضركم من ضل إلى اهتديتم. فإن لم تهتدوا بطريقة الدعوة فأنتم and if you are not rightly guided in the way of giving da'wah, then really you will be harmed and also will be held responsible with Allah. So this is the quality that a believer should have. So therefore one day Ibn Al-Qayyim came to Shaykh Al-Qayyim Taymiyyah. Then he said, I shall give you that telling of the Shaykh Al-Islam. That is, uh, I give you that telling of Shaykh Al-Islam because the person who is the greatest of all enemies to you, I give you that telling that he has passed away. But Shaykh Al-Islam got angry. He said, you give me glad telling of the death of a believer amongst the believers. So then he started to make a uh, seek repentance, forgiveness for this person. Then he went to his family. Then he started to... Um, uh, mourn for them. And he tried to make ask people forgiveness for them amongst them. And then he said, Shaykh Hussam said to the people, uh, the family of his great enemy, I am like your father. When he used to do some of the affairs before him passing away, by way of uh, helping in the house. Said, Verily, I shall do these things for you. Look at the character of Shaykh Samtimiyah. And he is the leader of this da'wah. How Allah suddenly raised him up. Until this day, when Shaykh Samtimiyah is mentioned, he is only mentioned with goodness. Many, many calls, many, many ways are... are um, established because of Shaykh Al-Tamitaymiyyah because he was a mercy to creation then he was guided by the way and the guidance of the Prophet so therefore the greatest of all characters with regard to behaving towards the people it is behaving with them with, them with mercy ويكون مقصدك من ذلك وتغيير الواقع لطاعة الله تبارك وتعالى. And also obedience to Allah by changing the condition which they are in. حتى يقوم الناس بطاعة الله تبارك. So that the people may also then be obedient to Allah. فهذا هو الذي يدل على محبتك لله عز وجل. This is what proves your love for Allah. وهذا هو ثمرة التوحيد والاتباع. And this is the fruits of of Tawheed, the oneness of Allah, and also following the message of Allah صلى الله عليه وسلم. كلما نقص خلق المسلم أو خلق الداعية كلما نقص توحيده ونقص اتباعه. So just as a person uh, character is deficient, then also his tawheed and his obedience to the message of Allah is also deficient. Like the Prophet said, Verily I have been sent to complete and perfect good character. Alhamdulillah. Is there any questions?
Sisters have any questions? Could they write them down and pass them down? Particularly with regard to abandoning them and leaving, sitting with them, and so on and so forth. قال عبد أن أن نعلن. فبعد ولد الرجل شو أستنوه؟ أعظم فساد للدين. That the greatest of all corruptions with regard to the religion. هو دخول البدع في هذا الدين. It is the entering of innovations or newly invented things into this religion. فما ظل اليهود والنصارى. The Jews and the Christians did not go astray. إلا بدخول البدع في دين. Except by the entering of innovations into the religion. لذلك حذر النبي صلى الله عليه وسلم من البدع. So therefore the Prophet صلى الله عليه وسلم warned against the innovations. قال كل بدعة ضلالة. By saying every innovation is astray, and everything astray leads to the hellfire. فمن تجاوب مع هذه البدع في الدين، من تجاوب من تجاوب لهذه البدع، whoever answers the call to these innovations، فإنه سيحيد بعد ذلك عن هذا الدين. So then he should turn away after that from this religion. لذلك في الحقيقة ينبغي أن ينظر إلى البدع أعظم مما ينظر إلى القمور وإلى الزنا. So therefore we should consider these innovations. With greater fear than alcohol and also this type of evil. Then, كل يعلم بأن شرب الخمر هو ضار. Because everyone knows that drinking of alcohol is harmful. وأن الزنا كذلك ضار. And also that adultery is harmful. وأنه خطأ كذلك. And that also is a mistake. لكن البدع الناس تظن بأنها مقربة إلى الله عز وجل. However, with regard to innovations, then people think this is growing closer to Allah Subhanahu wa Taala. وهي في حقه مغيرة لدين الله تبارك وتعالى. And in reality, it is the changing of the religion of Allah. ومبدل لشرع الله عز وجل. And replacing the Sharia. فينبغي أن توجه الهمم كذلك القضاء على مثل هذه البدع. So we should also direct our attention towards destroying all innovation. لذلك عندنا بدعة. So therefore we have an innovation. وعندنا صاحب هذه البدعة. And then we have a person who who is performing these innovations. فنحن ينبغي أن ننظر إلى صاحب هذه البدعة. So we should look at this person who is committing these innovations. أنه واقع في ضلالة. That he is in misguidance. فنبغي أن ننظر إليه برحمة. So we should look towards him with mercy. لننتشله من هذه البدعة. To bring him out of this innovation. لننتشله من عذاب الله عز وجل. That we may save him from the punishment of Allah. فنبغي أن تتوجه الهمم ل لانتشال هذا الإنسان من هذا الوحل. so we should try and turn towards this person to bring him out of this this affliction that he's in. ثم بعد ذلك. then after that. ننظر إلى البدعة بأنها شر الأمور. we should then look at the innovation itself that it is the worst of all affairs. لذلك نعمل لمحاربة هذه البدعة. then we should we should act in total war these innovations. وجتثاث أصلها. and to Pluck it out from its roots. حتى لا يبقى منها شيء. So that nothing of it remains. لذلك توجه شيخ الإسلام الثاني. So therefore, Sheikh Al Thani he turns. أغلب كتب شيخ الإسلام الثاني. Most of his books. هي في الرد على أهل البدع. The majority of his books are as a reputation against the people of innovation. من هذا أهل السنة في الرد على أهل البدع. His book in Al Sunnah is against the reputation against the people of innovation. وهم الرافضة والقدرية. And they are the Shias and also the Qadiri. وكذلك. دور تعارض العقل والنقل للرد على الفلاسفة وكذلك الأشاعرة وكذلك المعتزلة وكذلك كتاب الشيخ الإسلام الثانية كتب كذلك منها العقيدة الحموية، العقيدة الحموية، الاستقامة، التدمرية، كتب كثيرة جدا. أغلبها في الرد على أهل البدع. The majority of his books are refutation of the people of innovation. فهذه البدع ينبغي أن يقضى عليها. So these innovations they must be totally destroyed. فأنت تحارب هذا الفكر. So then you should be at war against this type of thinking. وتجتث هذا الفكر. And to try and 
pluck out this, uh, this way of thinking. This is one side. The second, the other side. This person who now is, uh, is performing his innovation. We should now see what, what are the correct ways to try and change his condition. So that he may answer us. We should not come to him and say to him, you are an innovator. You are a stray. people astray. You, you. هل يستجيب لنا؟ ولي من المستحيل يستجيب لنا. لو يأتينا أحد من الناس. ويقول لك أنت مقلد لشغل الباني. وأنت لا وأنت مقلد وأنت لا هل يرضى أحد من هذا؟ لا يرضى حتى ولو كان أهل السنة لا يرضى في هذا الكلام. أن نأتي إليه برحمة. So we should go to them go to him with mercy and with softness. And we should not be like the Prophet like Allah said, hard and harsh, hard hearted and harsh. Rather we should we come to him in a soft way. Like the Prophet has spoke to that adulterer. So then he should smile at him and he should argue or talk to him and explain to him the dangers of these innovations and explain to him that we should, what is the point that we should follow the message, the guidance of the message of Allah and follow the guidance of the companions and also the leaders of the Salaf. By this way, we may be free from the punishment of Allah. And you shouldn't bring all these things together at one time. Rather, you should think about the first point that you can change this person. Then you change this point. Then you look at another point that it's possible for you to change, then you change it. Then you sow in his, you sow the seeds in his heart. The seeds of love of the love of Allah, love of the Prophet. And also the seeds of uh, the binding understanding of the Salaf. So you should then follow these two parts. تغير بعض البدع التي عنده. Change some of the innovations that happens he happens to be doing. وتزرع عنده فهم وجوب الالتزام بالفهم السلف للنصوص الشرعية. At the same time, uh, in doing so, you should try and sow the seeds of sticking to the understanding of the companions and the salaf. شيخ في كتابه درء تعارض العقل والنقل. In this book of his درء تعارض العقل والنقل. عندما تكلم عن أبي حسن الأشعري. When he was speaking about Abu Hassan al-Ashari. تكلم شيخ تكلم كلاما شديدا في الأشاعرة. He spoke very fierce words against the أشاعرة. لكن عندما تكلم عن أبي الحسن الأشعري. When he spoke about Abu Hassan al-Ashari. ماذا قال فيه? What did he say about him? قال أبو الحسن الأشعري نحن لا ننظر يعني يقول أبو الحسن الأشعري ربما عنده مكانة عالية عند الله تبارك وتعالى. ونحن نعلم أنه يعتقد ضلالات. And we know that he believes things are astray and wrong. But he was not able to know that he is actually fallen into misguidance. He said he had a great role to play in refuting the Mu'tazilah. But he fell into certain innovative mistakes with regard to his belief. But this religion, it has things that are... 
وذكر قصة معاوية مع مصر بالمخرمة. حيث دخل مصر بالمخرمة على معاوية. مصر بالمخرمة دخل على معاوية. وكان مصر من صغار الصحابة. وفي وقت خلافة معاوية. فقال معاوية. So Muawiyah said to him, ما الذي تحمل في قلبك علينا يا مصور؟ What do you hold in your heart against us, our Miswar? فقال أنت وأنت فعلت وفعلت وفعلت. And he said to him, you have done such and such, you have done such and such, you have done such and such. فقال يا مصور. So he said to him, oh Miswar, ألك سيئات ترجو أن يغفرها الله لك؟ Do you have evil deeds that you hope that Allah will forgive you of them? فقال نعم. He said yes. خلت ما جعلك أرجع لرحلة الله مني. So what did what did what did what made you? Turn away or think bad of Allah for the mercy of God to me. وإني لما عليها أي أتولاه. And I am uh, I am in control and power. من تسير الجيوش. In control and power of descending of the army. وإقامة الحدود. And also establishment of the of the, the limits of Allah. والأمر بالمعروف. And ordering of the good. والنهي عن المنكر. And forbidding of the evil. خير مما أنت عليه. Is better than that which you are upon. والله إني ما خيرت بين الله وبين غيره إن اختصر الله. And verily I have not been chosen uh, by Allah except. Uh, so I did not make any decision, uh, any of my failures, except I made, I asked Allah for guidance. And I am upon the religion. Allah accepts the good deeds. And he looks over the evil deeds. So what made you uh, turn the mercy of Allah away from me? Or did not hope for the mercy of Allah with regard to me? So Mr. then said, Muawiyah has overcome me in his argument. Then therefore, after the after if Muawiyah's name was mentioned in a gathering which Mr. was, was present, he said, May Allah's mercy be upon Muawiyah. And may Allah forgive Muawiyah. Because the explanation of the thing has ten reasons or causes. التوبة تكفر السيئات. First of all, the repentance it, it is a way of expiating the sins. الاستغفار تكفر السيئات. Also seeking forgiveness expiates the sins. الأعمال الصالحة تكفر السيئات. Good deeds also forgive the expiation for the sins. المصائب تكفر السيئات. But also calamities and afflictions are a way of expiation of the sins. ما يصيب الإنسان عند الموت من سكرات الموت يكفر السيئات. And also that which afflicts a person at his deathbed is also a way of expiating his sins. وما يصيبه في قبره من عذاب يكفر السيئات. And also the punishment in the grave is a way of expiating وما يصيبه من أهوال يوم القيامة يكفر السيئات. Also that shall that will be affected him on the day of judgment also an expiation of his sins. دخول النار يكفر السيئات. Entry of him into the hellfire is an expiation of his sins. رح شفاعة النبي صلى الله عليه وسلم يكفر السيئات. And also the intercession of the Prophet صلى الله عليه وسلم will expiate his sins. وأعظم من ذلك رحمة الله عز وجل يكفر السيئات. And greater than all of this is the mercy of Allah that expiates his sins. يقول شخصان كذا هذه أساس أسباب يكفر السيئات. He said Prophet said these ten reasons are reasons for the expiation of the sins. تكفر هذه أحدث أسباب تكفر السيئات يقول شخص تاني فأبو الحسن الأشعري إذا يسد بني سد أبو حسن الأشعري عمر didn't remain sitting down rather he stood up to see who is behind the uncle of the prophet صلى الله عليه وسلم عباس فقال من أبو سفيان سيد هو إذا أبو سفيان هذا الكافر this disbeliever سيد قريش the leader of the Quraysh والله لقد أمكن الله منك Verily, we have power over you. So you come so that we may kill you with our swords. 
فركضوا عمر الخطاب الى النبي صلى الله عليه وسلم so Umar radiyallahu ran to the prophet والعباس اخذ بحمار بحمار النبي صلى الله عليه وسلم وهو كذلك يركض بها الى النبي صلى الله عليه وسلم and also Abbas he, he, ran, he ran a donkey to the prophet يقول عباس واصفا هذه الحركه وهذه المسابقه Abbas said in describing this, this race يقول كل بطيء يسابق البطيء Racing the slow person. ذاك لأنني أحاول أن أركض بضغلة بحمار النبي صلى الله عليه وسلم ولكن حركتها بطيئة جدا. Because I tried to race with this donkey and obviously the donkey is very slow in running. إلى أن وصلت إلى النبي صلى الله عليه وسلم قبل عمر. Until I reached the Prophet صلى الله عليه وسلم before Umar. وألقيت بنفسي إلى مكان النبي صلى الله عليه وسلم قبل أن يصل عمر. And I reached the place of the Prophet صلى الله عليه وسلم before Umar. فعندما وصلت إلى النبي صلى الله عليه وسلم فإلى عمر قد دخل خلفي. Just as I entered into the Prophet صلى الله عليه وسلم, Umar came behind me. فجلست عند النبي صلى الله عليه وسلم. So I sat down with the Prophet صلى الله عليه وسلم. لئلا يجلس عمر هذا المكان. So that Umar رضي الله عنه would not sit next to him. فقال عمر يا رسول الله. So Umar said, Oh Messenger of Allah. هذا أبو سفيان الكافر. This is Abu Sufyan the disbeliever. قد أمكن الله عز وجل منه. Allah has made us powerful over him. لا نقصلنه. Very much to kill him. فأخذ العباس ينافع عن أبي سفيان. فذن ابن أب ذن أباس يتو ديفند أبو سفيان. وعمر يقول لا مقصودا. and عمر رضي الله عنه will kill أبو سفيان. فقال أبو سفيان فقال العباس. so عباس said. وكان أبو سفيان ابن عم النبي صلى الله عليه وسلم. and أبو سفيان was the son of the uncle of the prophet صلى الله عليه وسلم. ويلتقي مع النبي صلى الله عليه وسلم في النسب في بني عبدنا. and they agree in the genealogy أبو سفيان and the prophet صلى الله عليه وسلم with this man أبو بنا. فقال العباس. يا عمر أو أمر لو كان أبو سفيان من بني عدي إف أبو سفيان من من الشعب بني عدي لما ناديت بقتله he would not call for his killing ولكنه لأنه من بني عبد مناف but because he is from the tribe of Bani Abdul Manaf وهو جد النبي صلى الله عليه وسلم and he was the grandfather of the Prophet صلى الله عليه وسلم فهنا عمر لم يتمالك نفسه so now Umar wasn't able to control himself فبكى عمر رضي الله تعالى عنه and he started to cry فقال والله So he said, by Allah, لإسلام العباس لإسلامك أنت العباس عم النبي صلى الله عليه وسلم لإسلام العباس لإسلامك أنت العباس أحب إلي من إسلام أبي خطاب is more beloved to beloved to me than the Islam of Abu Khattab أبي وهو الخطاب is more beloved to me than my father الخطاب فهو أشد حبا إلي من أبي الخطاب so he is more beloved to me than my father الخطاب لأنني أعلم أن النبي صلى الله عليه وسلم يحبك أكثر من من محبة أبي Because I know that the Messenger of Allah Sallallahu Alaihi Wasallam loves him more than he loves my father. So Umar sat and was quiet. And he said, "O Messenger of Allah Sallallahu Alaihi Wasallam, he is in the garden of Abu Sufyan." So then Abu Sufyan said to the Messenger of Allah, "O Messenger of Allah, he is under my protection." So the Messenger of Allah said to Abu Sufyan, "O Messenger of Allah, he is under my protection." So then the Messenger of Allah said to Abu Sufyan, "O Messenger of Allah, he is under my protection." So then the Messenger of Allah said to Abu Sufyan, "O Messenger of Allah, he is under my protection." So then the Messenger of Allah said to Abu Sufyan, "O Messenger of Allah, he is under my protection." So then the Messenger of Allah said to Abu Sufyan, "O Messenger of Allah, أبو سفيان إلى النبي صلى الله عليه وسلم من الغد. So the next day أبو سفيان came with Abbas to the Prophet صلى الله عليه وسلم. فجلس عند النبي صلى الله عليه وسلم. And he sat down next to the Prophet صلى الله عليه وسلم. فقال النبي صلى الله عليه وسلم لأبي سفيان. So the Prophet صلى الله عليه وسلم said to أبو سفيان. قال له وينك يا أبو سفيان. He said go to you أبو سفيان. أما أنا لك أن تشهد أن لا إله إلا الله. Has the time come now for you to bear witness that there is no one worthy worship except Allah? فقال أبو سفيان. فأبو سفيان said. والله ما أغنت عنا آله ما شيء من شيء. He said verily by Allah our God did not help us at all. أي قد أنا لي أن أشهد أن لا إله إلا الله. Meaning the time has come for me now to make the declaration of faith. وقال له ما أوصلك وأرحمك. يقول النبي صلى الله عليه وسلم. The Prophet said. لا. أبو سفيان يقول النبي صلى الله عليه وسلم. 
Abu Sufyan said to the Prophet ما أوصلك what has reached you وأرحمك and made you merciful وأكرمك and made you honored وأوصلك للرحم and 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 called you with this mercy. لقد آن لي أن أشهد أن لا إله إلا الله. The time has come now for me to go in there is no one worthy of worship except Allah. ثم قال النبي صلى الله عليه وسلم لي أبي سفيان. Then the Prophet said to Abu Sufyan. يا أبا سفيان. أو أبو سفيان. أما آن لك أن تشهد أن محمد رسول الله. Has it come come for you now to bear witness that Muhammad is the messenger of Allah? فقال له ما أكرمك. He said what is more honorable than you? يعني أبو سفيان قال النبي صلى الله عليه وسلم ما أكرمك. The Prophet Abu Sufyan said to the Prophet what is, who is more honorable than you and also more excellent than you and also more merciful than you and also more kind than you as for this, this person then there is something in my heart about this then Abbas said to him oh Abu Sufyan اشهد ان محمد رسول الله بوليس محمد از المسج اوف الله قبل ان تقطع عنقك بيفور يور نيكد فاتو فشهد ان محمد رسول الله فذن هي بوليس محمد از المسج اوف الله الشاهد من هذا اخواني وليس ريكوايرد اوف ان النبي صلى الله عليه وسلم ذا بروفيت اوتلم شهد عليه الكفار بانه ارحم الخلق الكفار بوليس هي واز ذا موست مرسيفول اوف كرييشن وانه اوصل الخلق اند هي از ذا بيرسون هو كيبس تايز ذا موست لذلك ابو سفيان ابن الحارث Therefore, Abu Sufyan, the son of Harith, and he is the son of the uncle of the Prophet Sallallahu Alaihi Wasallam, who is different from Abu Sufyan from the Umawi, who was mentioned earlier. Abu Sufyan ibn Harith قد أهدر النبي صلى الله عليه وسلم دمه عندما توجه إلى مكة. قد أهدر النبي صلى الله عليه وسلم دمه. This person, Abu Sufyan ibn Harith, he he gifted the Prophet Sallallahu Alaihi Wasallam دمه. The Prophet Sallallahu Alaihi Wasallam said, The Prophet said, "Whoever sees him, let him kill him." لماذا? Why was this done? وهو أخو النبي صلى الله عليه وسلم من الرضاعة. Despite the fact that he was the brother of the Prophet صلى الله عليه وسلم, the fourth brother of the Prophet صلى الله عليه وسلم. وهو ابن عم جده عبد المطلب. And he is also the son of his uncle, the brother, the grandfather of his uncle. ومع ذلك النبي صلى الله عليه وسلم أهدر دنا. قال مرة أهو قتل. Despite this, the Prophet صلى الله عليه وسلم said about him, "Whoever sees him, let him kill him." لأنه استهزأ بالنبي صلى الله عليه وسلم. Because he mocked the Prophet صلى الله عليه وسلم. وكل من استهزأ بالنبي صلى الله عليه وسلم فدمه هدر. So whoever mocks the Prophet then his, his, his blood is halal. إلا إذا عفى عنه النبي صلى الله عليه وسلم. Except if the Prophet forgives him. حتى ولو أسلم. Even if he were to accept Islam. فهذا أبو سفيان أتى وأسلم. So this Abu Sufyan came and he accepted Islam. عندما توجه النبي صلى الله عليه وسلم لفتح مكة. When the Prophet was going to conquer Mecca. ولكن طلب أن يرفع النبي صلى الله عليه وسلم هذه العقوبة التي ذكرها النبي صلى الله عليه وسلم في حقه. But he requested the Prophet to remove this punishment that he said upon his neck. ولكنه لم يطلب هذا الأمر من النبي صلى الله عليه وسلم مباشرة. But he did not request this from the Prophet himself. لكنه ذهب إلى أبي بكر. Rather he went to Abu Bakr. فقال بكر لا أستطيع أن أتدخل في هذا الأمر. So Abu Bakr said I'm not able to enter into this matter. لماذا؟ لأنه استهزأ بالنبي صلى الله عليه وسلم في استعراض. Why? Because he mocked the Prophet ثم توجه إلى عمر. Then he went to Umar. فأبى عمر أن يتدخل في الأمر. And also Umar refused to enter into this affair. ثم ذهب إلى علي وهو ابن عمه. And then he went to Ali who is the son of his uncle. فطلب منه أن يتدخل عند النبي صلى الله عليه وسلم. And he asked him to intercede for him in this matter. فقال لا أستطيع أن أتدخل مع أن أتدخل في هذا الأمر. And Ali also said I'm not able to intercede for you in this matter. فذهب أبو سفيان. So Abu Sufyan then went. وأراد أن يأخذ زوجته ثم يذهب. And he wanted to take his wife and then leave. 
فوصل الخبر الى النبي صلى الله عليه وسلم. So this, this news reached the Prophet صلى الله عليه وسلم. ان ابا سفيان يريد ان ياخذ زوجته فيسيبه في الارض. That the Prophet uh, Abu Sufyan wanted to uh, take his wife and then run away in the earth. ويموت جوعا او عطشا في اي ارض حلت به. And then to uh, go away and die hungry and thirsty in any land that would accept him. فوصل الخبر النبي صلى الله عليه وسلم بذلك. So that this news reached the Prophet So he became merciful towards him. And he forgave him. And this is from the mercy of the Prophet Sufyan ibn Umayyah who was a disbeliever and he also mocked the Prophet When the Prophet, when the Prophet conquered Mecca, he, he said that his blood should be split, should be killed. So this person Sufyan, he ran away and fled with his wife. فأتى عمير بن وهب إلى النبي صلى الله عليه وسلم وهو مسلم. And Ubayr bin Wahab then came to the Prophet صلى الله عليه وسلم and he was a believer. فقال يا رسول الله. And he said, oh رسول, oh messenger of Allah. صفان بن أمية. صفان بن أمية. فعفو عنه يا رسول الله. Forgive him and overlook him, oh messenger of Allah. فعفو عنه النبي صلى الله عليه وسلم. So the Prophet صلى الله عليه وسلم again forgave him and overlooked him. فقال يا رسول الله أعطني شيئا حتى آتيه بهذا الدليل أنك قد عفوت عنه. Then he said, give me something that I may use it as a proof that you have forgiven him. فعطاه النبي صلى الله عليه وسلم عمامته. So then he gave him his turban. فتوجه عمر بن وهب أخذ العمامة وذهب إلى صفان بن أمية. So then this person he went, Umay went. To Safwan with the turban of the Messenger of Allah Sallallahu Alaihi Wasallam. And Safwan had also uh, had all, uh, taken onto the sea on a boat with his wife. So then he reached him and said, Oh Safwan, really the Prophet has forgiven you. He said, Go away from me, you, have, you haven't sufficed me in anything. He said, O Safwan, the Messenger of Allah, the son of your uncle, verily his honor is your honor, and his nobleness is your nobleness, and his kingdom is your kingdom. Then he replied with saying, Verily I fear for my own soul. So he said, O Safwan, Verily, the Messenger of Allah is the most, most, most honorable of all creation. And the best of all creation. And the most merciful of creation. And the best of creation. He is greater than that which you think about him. Then Safwan was silent. Then he returned back to Umayyah. And then he entered upon the Prophet. ابتسم النبي صلى الله عليه وسلم في وجهه وعفى عنه. And then the Prophet he smiled in his face and forgave him. فالنبي صلى الله عليه وسلم أحمد. The very the Messenger of Allah صلى الله عليه وسلم was the most merciful of creation. فهكذا ينبغي أن نتعامل مع الناس. So this is how we should also behave towards the people. لا نتتبع الصفات. We should not follow their mistakes. ثم بعد ذلك نهاجم بقوة حتى نخرجهم من دين الله تبارك وتعالى. Then to to take them out of the fold of Islam. وإنما نتعامل معهم لنغير هذا الواقع الأليم. Rather we should we should behave towards them to try and change this this fearful situation which they're in. ونغير هذا الفساد الموجود في الأرض. And also trying to change the corruption that is present in the earth. ونغير هذه الضلالات الموجودة في عقولهم. And also to change this misguided that happens to be in their mind. فهذا هو المطلوب حقيقة من الداعي. This is what is actually required of the person calling to Islam. انظروا خوان. إلى تعامل النبي صلى الله عليه وسلم مع الصحابة في مثل هذه الأمور. So look at the, the behavior of the Prophet صلى الله عليه وسلم in these type of situations. النبي صلى الله عليه وسلم عندما توجه لفتح خيبر. When the Prophet went to conquer Khaybar. رأى الصحابة قد طبخوا الحمير، طبخوهم في القدور الكبيرة. He saw the companions of the messenger, his companions, they had cooked 
donkeys in great pots. So he asked them, what is this? They said, this is a, the meat of, of uh, donkeys. So then the Prophet said, he forbade them from eating this meat. And he ordered them to uh, throw all of the meat away. And also to break the pot. So they said, Oh Rasulullah. As for throwing it away, then, then yes, we should do it because it's forbidden. So as for breaking them, then verily we are in need of them. So then the Messenger of Allah was merciful towards them and said, Then don't break the pot. Rather clean them with water. So this is by way of the mercy of, of the message of Allah with creation. Hafid ibn Abi Balsa. He did something tremendous. Something very disgusting. Some of them said that he was uh, this, um, he betrayed the message of Allah. That is because the Prophet he wanted to conquer Makkah. And then he did not inform anyone that he was going to conquer Makkah. Other than the believers. And he also he asked the believers to keep this a secret. Then news reached the Prophet that a letter to the Quraysh had been written informing them that the Prophet had come to conquer Makkah. So the Prophet sent Ali and Zubair he said to them to go to the place such and such you shall see there a woman. She will have this letter. So take it from her before she reaches the Quraysh. So they went to her. So they found an old woman in the way. So they said to her, give us the letter. She said, I have no letter with me. So they said to her, Either you give us that letter or we'll, we'll take off your clothes to find this letter. Then she took out this letter from her hair. So they took this letter and they did not open this letter. And, and they went to the Messenger of Allah And all the companions were around the Prophet And then this letter was opened in front of the Prophet And one of the companions then read this letter. So then the letter said from Hazrat ibn Abi Balta to such and such from the Quraysh that the Prophet had come for your killing and for conquering Makkah. And Hazrat was present there with the Messenger of Allah. The Shaykh, he said he wants to make you uh, understand and, and perceive this situation. Let everyone think that he is in the position of the Messenger of Allah and he has this power now in his hand. What will he do with Hatif? What will he do with this person who has received the Messenger of Allah? What shall he do with him? Will he not kill him? Will he not take him away from the, the group of the believers? How did the Prophet behave? He behaved with mercy. He said, what is this, O Hatif? 
فقال يا رسول الله. So he said, O Messenger of Allah. والله إني أحب الله ورسوله. Verily I love Allah and His Messenger. وإنني مؤمن بالله ورسوله. And I'm a believer in Allah and His Messenger. ولكن يا رسول الله. But O Messenger of Allah. أنا لست من قريش. I'm not from the Quraysh. وأهلي في قريش. And my family is amongst the Quraysh. وقد أكرموهم هنا. And they verily have treated them with honor. So I wanted to uh, repay this, um, this act of honor with another act of honor. But verily I am a believer in Allah and His Messenger. So what did the Prophet say? He said, did he say, go away and get out? This is an excuse that is not acceptable. Rather, the Messenger of Allah in this situation, he forgave him. Umar, Umar said, He said, O Messenger of Allah, let me chop off the head of this monarchic, this hypocrite. So the Prophet said, What do you know, O Umar? And Hatib was amongst the people who uh, took part in the battle of Badr. What do you know, O Umar? Perhaps Allah suddenly looked at the people of Badr and he said, Verily, do what you wish, for verily I have forgiven you. So Umar started to cry. Look how the Messenger of Allah behaved with mercy with this man who almost deceived Allah and his Messenger. But rather his intention was like almost he had an excuse for this. But rather this, this excuse is not a, a legal excuse in the Sharia. So look at the mercy of the Prophet Another example, my brothers. As mentioned in Bukhari, there was a man who used to drink wine at the time of the Prophet he used to drink wine, then the, then the believers would whip him. He would then drink wine again, and the believers would then again whip him for this. So some of the companions said, They said, May the curse of Allah be upon you. So the Prophet said, Do not help shaitan upon your brother. What is the benefit of you saying, May the curse of Allah be upon you? What is obligatory upon you to take him out of this situation into a situation of belief and iman? What is upon you? is for you to help him in being obedient to Allah and to leave being disobedient to Allah. This is your, uh, this is your role to play. It is not your role to, to, to put the curse and anger of Allah upon him. But have you put forward for the creation by these words? Rather you have uh, become angry and then you said these words. Therefore, it is upon a person to behave towards other people with mercy. So if you see the person upon innovation, for his opponent is to try and change this innovation that he's, he's in dealing with. So he sees what is the best way to, to change this, this situation. If he sees a person who happens to be committing adultery, it is upon him to, try and, to find a, a correct way to try and change his situation. And this is your role. A man came to the Prophet like he is reported by Imam Ahmed. 
فقال يا محمد. So he said, oh Muhammad. إنني أقبل الإسلام. Really, I accept Islam. ولكن الزنا لا أترك الزنا. But as for intercourse or adultery, I cannot leave adultery. فأشترك عليك على عدم ترك الزنا. So I put a condition upon you on my accepting Islam that I do not leave adultery. كيف يتعامل مع النبي صلى الله عليه وسلم؟ So how did the Prophet behave towards him? قال له لا لا لا. Did he say to him no? أخرج إذا لا لا ينفع حتى تترك الزنا. There will be no benefit of you until you leave zina. Intercourse. لكن النبي صلى الله عليه وسلم فعمل معه برحمة. So how did the Prophet behave towards him with mercy? He said to him sit down. فجلس هذا الرجل. فقال النبي صلى الله عليه وسلم أتحبه لأمك؟ He said then he said to this man do you love it يعني adultery for your mother? فقال لا يا رسول الله. So he said no أو مثل الله. قال ولا الناس يحبونه لأمهاتهم؟ So then he said and the people also they don't they don't love it for their mothers. قال هل تحب قال صدق قال هذا الرجل قال صدق. The man said really you speak in the truth. قال أتحبه لأختك؟ Then he said, "Do you love it?" And he adultery for your sister. فقال لا يا رسول الله. So he said, "No, O Messenger of Allah." قال ولا الناس يحبونه لأخواتهم. And he said, "Oh, so then the people they don't love it for their sisters." قال صدق. Then he said again, "You speak in the truth." قال تحبه لبنتك. Then he said, "Do you love it for your for your daughter?" قال لا يا رسول الله. He said, "No, O Messenger of Allah." قال ولا الناس يحبونه لبناتهم. And he said, "Oh, so the people they don't love it for their daughters." قال صدق. And then he said, "You speak in the truth." قال تحبه لزوجتك. He said, "Then do you love it for your wife?" قال لا لا يا رسول الله. He said, "No, O Messenger of Allah." قال ولا الناس يحبونه لزوجاتهم. Then he said, "Also, then the people they don't like it for their wives." قال صدق. Then he said again, "You speak in the truth." وهل رجل يزني بامرأة إلا أن تكون أم؟ And there's a person who commits adultery except either if it's his mother, a mother, أو ابنه, or it's his daughter, أو زوجه, or his wife, أو أخ, or his sister. ما يزني إلا بأحد هذه هذه الأربع. A person does not make adultery except with one of these four categories of women. ماذا قال هذا الرجل? So what did this person say? بعد هذا الكلام الجليل. After this beautiful speech. بعد هذه الطريقة الحكيمة. And this wise way of speaking to him. قال والله ما ضغط الزنا. He said, "By Allah, I have not, do not hate zina or into, uh, adultery." كما بغضته ذاك اليوم. Like I hated it that day. فأصبح أبغض عمل إلي الزنا. And so the adultery became the most uh, hateful thing to me. انظر أخواني كيف تعامل النبي صلى الله عليه وسلم مع هذا الرجل. Look at the way the Prophet behaved for this man. هذه طريقة الرحمة التي ينبغي أن يتعامل بها الداعي مع الناس. This is the way of mercy that is a privilege for a person who is giving da'wah to, to behave towards the people. الداعي ينبغي أن يسير بين الناس برحمة. So a person who is calling to Allah must behave and with the people with mercy. وهو الذي قال الله عز وجل في حق النبي صلى الله عليه وسلم. And that is what Allah said with regards to the Prophet صلى الله عليه وسلم. وما أرسلناك إلا رحمة للعالمين. And we have not sent to accept as a mercy to mankind. My brothers, if you were to look at the seerah, the life of the Prophet صلى الله عليه وسلم, you would see it very rarely that the Prophet would ever get angry. There are situations where the Prophet became angry, but they are very rare. أحوال النبي صلى الله عليه وسلم أنه يتعامل مع أنه يتعامل برحمة. Whereas the generality of his behavior was that he behaved towards the people with mercy. فلماذا نقدم هذه القصص التي فيها الغضب؟ So why should we then put forward these stories where the Prophet used to get angry? ونترك سيرة النبي صلى الله عليه وسلم الأكبر التي فيها الرحمة والتي فيها التعامل بلطف. And leave leave the greater part of the life of the Prophet where he used to behave towards people with mercy and kindness. ونترك قول الله عز وجل. Leave the saying of Allah. ولو كنت فضا غليظ القلب لانفضوا من حوله. And if you were hard hearted and harsh, the people would run away from you. ونترك قول الله. الله عز وجل لموسى عليه السلام. And also leave the saying of Allah to Musa عليه السلام. فقول له قولا لينا. And see say to him a soft word. 
لعله يتذكر او يخشى فهل في ميتيك ادمنيشن ام فير ونسوا كل احاديث النبي صلى الله عليه وسلم التي يامر فيها بلطف ورحمه لذلك النبي صلى الله عليه وسلم ما هو الا رحمه يمشي فهذا هو الداعي ينبغي يكون كالرحمه التي تمشي بين الخلق النبي صلى الله عليه وسلم كان الكفار يؤذونه ويعذبونه قام النبي صلى الله عليه وسلم يصلي عند الكعبه كما في رواية البخاري فقام اليه اشقى الخلق من الكفار So, وهو عقبة ابن أبي معيد. ابن أبي معيد أخذ الثوف جعله على عنق النبي صلى الله عليه وسلم. أخذ ثوبة فجعله على عنق النبي صلى الله عليه وسلم. He took his own dress and put it around the neck of the Prophet صلى الله عليه وسلم. والنبي صلى الله عليه وسلم يصلي عند الكعبة في بداية الإسلام. And the Prophet صلى during the early part of Islam was praying at the Kaaba stage. فشده على عنق النبي صلى الله عليه وسلم. Then he tightened it around the neck of the Prophet صلى الله عليه وسلم. النبي صلى الله عليه وسلم And the Prophet was about to be strangled. يقول عبد الله بن عمرو العاص. And عبد الله بن عمرو العاص says. يقول والله ما رأينا أشجع الخلق. We have not seen أشجع أشجع I did not see them, the most courageous of people. I have not seen anyone more courageous than, the, than Abu Bakr. None of us stood up to help the Prophet except Abu Bakr. So then he went to Uqba. Then he pushed him. And all the kuffar came around him. And they tried to hit Abu Bakr. And they all left the Prophet. And Abu Bakr was saying to them, أتقتلون رجلا أن يقول ربي الله؟ You kill a person who says my Lord is Allah. وقد جاءكم بالبينات من ربكم. And he has come with clear signs from his Lord. قام النبي صلى الله عليه وسلم يصلي عند الكعبة كما في رواية البخاري. The Prophet was praying at the Kaaba like as mentioned in Bukhari. في يوم آخر. Upon another day. وسجد. And he prostrated. فأتى عقبة ابن أبي معيط أشق القوم هذا. So the same person, the same person came عقبة. فأخذ بأحشاء الجزور فأحشاء الناقة بعد ما ذبحت فجعلها على ظهر النبي صلى الله عليه وسلم. So then he took the intestines of a camel after his sword and put it on the back of the Prophet صلى الله عليه وسلم. والنبي صلى الله عليه وسلم ساجد. And the Prophet was praying. لم يستطع النبي صلى الله عليه وسلم من السجود. So the Prophet was unable to stand up from from his sajda. فأتت فاطمة وزاحت عن ظهر النبي صلى الله عليه وسلم. Then Fatima came and put it off and took it off from his back. موقف آخر كان في النبي صلى الله عليه وسلم. Another situation with the Prophet صلى الله عليه وسلم. ابن أبي حاتم. ابن أبي حاتم رأيت أن أن عقبة في يوم من الأيام كان قد أسلم. عقبة one day he accepted Islam. وكان صاحبا لأمية بن خلف. And he was the companion of Umayyah bin Khalaf. ورجع وكان أمية بن خلف في السفر. And Umayy ibn Khalaf was upon a journey. And he returned from his journey. This was at the beginning of the da'wah. So he heard that his companion Uqba had become a believer. So Uqba came to greet him. He said, get away from me. He said, why? He said, I've heard that you have become a believer. So he said, what do you want from me? في وجه أبي القاسم يعني النبي صلى الله عليه وسلم. He said to him go and spit in the face of the Prophet صلى الله عليه وسلم. فالنبي صلى الله عليه وسلم جالس بين الصحابة. So the Prophet was sitting amongst his companions. فأتى هذا عقبة أشد القوم. So عقبة this great evil man came. فالنبي صلى الله عليه وسلم حدث الصحابة. And the Prophet was speaking to his companions. لإخراج الناس من الظلمات إلى النور. Taking them out from the darkness to the light. فبصق عند النبي صلى الله عليه وسلم. So then this man he came and spat in the face of the Prophet صلى الله عليه وسلم. 
Jibreel came to the Prophet at the time, like he mentioned in Bukhari, and he said, O Messenger of Allah, Verily Allah said that the angel of the mountain, and this angel has never been sent other than this day, so order him with whatever you are able to. وكل ما تريد whatever you want to فإنه سيحقق ضررك very he shall realize whatever you want فنزل ملك الجبال على النبي صلى الله عليه وسلم so this angel of the mountains came down upon the prophet فقال يا رسول الله and he said oh messenger of Allah مرني order me فإن أردت أن أطبق عليهم الجبلين الأخشبين فعل and if you, want, if you want me to crush them between the two mountains I shall do so ماذا قال النبي صلى الله عليه وسلم so what did the prophet صلى الله عليه وسلم say where did the mention of Allah Ta'ala is, is mercy? He said, no. Perhaps Allah Ta'ala, He may bring out from their progeny a people who say, La ilaha illallah. Look, my brothers, at the mercy of the Prophet Ta'ala. His mercy with the kuffar. So how about the believers? So therefore, the Prophet Ta'ala is considered with regard to the kuffar. Despite that uh, the Prophet was punished with the kuffar, despite that he would say, Oh Allah, forgive my people for they do not know. This quality is the greatest of all qualities of a, of a quality Islam. So what is obligatory is a person, this person should behave with the people with mercy. And his aim should be to make uh, to seek the pleasure of Allah. Then to change the condition of the people. Not to just say I have I've done my uh, what is obligatory upon you and I've made clear to him. Very this is not preaching. Rather, he's just speaking with these words. Therefore, Shaykh Ustam Tamir says, Very ordering the good. And forbidding the evil. It has conditions. It has conditions and pillars. If a person doesn't, doesn't fulfill these conditions and pillars, so he has not been guided in the way of preaching. And this person is held accountable with Allah. So if, a person, if a people are led astray because of him, he is the first person to be held responsible in, with Allah. Because Allah says, O people who believe, Upon you is your own selves. لا يضركم من ضل إذا اهتديت. That it will not hurt you those who go astray if you are rightly guided. يقول شيخ سانتين ما معنى هذه الآية؟ شيخ سانتين what does this آية mean؟ يقول إذا اهتديت في دعوة الناس إلى الله تبارك وتعالى. Meaning if you have been rightly guided with regards to giving دعوة to the people. تعاملت مع الناس بعلم. So you spoke to people with knowledge. وبرحمة. And also with with mercy. وبرف. And also with softness. وبتدرج. Also in stages. فهنا قد اهتديتم. So this day then you have been rightly guided. And if you don't stick to these affairs, you will not be rightly guided. And you will be accountable with Allah. And this will hurt you in with Allah. This is, this, is, this is the meaning of the saying of Allah. It will not hurt you, those who go astray, if you are rightly guided. And if you are not rightly guided in the way of giving da'wah, then really you will be harmed and also will be held responsible with Allah. So this is the quality that a believer should have. So therefore one day Ibn Al-Qayyim came to Shaykh Al-Qayyim Taymiyyah. 
ليس العشر الأجيب وذلك أن أشد الناس عداوة لك that is uh, I give you that heading Lord Shaykh Al-Islam because the person who is the greatest of all enemies to you I give you that heading that he has passed away Shaykh Al-Islam got angry he said you give me glad heading of the death of a believer amongst the believers so then he started to make uh, seek repentance to forgive us for this person then he went to his family then he started to um, uh, mourn for them. And he tried to make ask for forgiveness for them amongst them. Then he said, Shaykh Al-Sam said to the people, uh, the family of his great enemy, I am like your father. When he used to do some of the affairs before him passing away, by way of uh, helping in the house. He said, Lord, I shall do these things for you. Look at the character of Sheikh Samtimiyah. And he is the leader of this da'wah. How Allah suddenly raised him up. Until this day, when Sheikh Samtimiyah is mentioned, he is only mentioned with goodness. Many, many calls, many, many ways are, are um, established because of Shaykh Al-Tamitaymiyyah because he was a mercy to creation <laughs> so he was guided by the way in the guidance of the Prophet <laughs> so therefore the greatest of all characters with regard to behaving towards the people <laughs> it is behaving with them with, them with mercy and it should be your intention behind this obedience to Allah وتغيير الواقع لطاعة الله تبارك وتعالى. and also obedience to Allah by changing the condition which they are following. حتى يقوم الناس بطاعة الله تبارك وتعالى. so the people may also then be obedient to Allah. فهذا هو الذي يدل على محبتك لله عز وجل. and this is what proves your love for Allah. وهذا هو ثمرة التوحيد والاتباع. and this is the fruits of of توحيد the oneness of Allah and also following the message of Allah تبارك وتعالى. وكلما نقص خلق المسلم أو خلق الداعية كلما نقص توحيده ونقص اتباعه. so just as a person uh, character is deficient, then also his tawheed and his obedience to the message of Allah is also deficient. Like the Prophet said, verily I have been sent to complete and perfect good character. Alhamdulillah. Alhamdulillah. any questions? Does have any questions for the write them down and pass them down? Specifically with regard to abandoning them and leaving, sitting with them, and so on and so forth. Well, I would and my brother, what is the British for us to know? that the greatest of all corruptions with regard to the religion it is uh, the entering of innovations or newly invented things into this religion the Jews and the Christians did not go astray except by the entering of innovations into their religion so therefore the Prophet he warned against the innovation by saying every innovation is astray and everything astray leads to the hellfire. فمن تجاوب مع هذه البدع في الدين من تجاوب 
whoever answers according to these innovations so then he should turn away after that from this religion so therefore we should consider these innovations with greater fear than alcohol and also these types of evils because everyone knows that drinking of alcohol is harmful and also that adultery is harmful and that also it is a mistake however with regard to innovations then people think this is growing closer to Allah and in reality it is the changing of the religion of Allah and replacing the Sharia of Allah so we should also direct our attention towards um, destroying all innovations. So therefore we have an innovation. And then we have a person who is performing these innovations. So we should look at this person who is committing these innovations. That he is in misguidance. So we should look towards him with mercy. To bring him out of this innovation. So that we may save him from the punishment of Allah. So we should try and uh, turn towards this person to bring him out of this, this uh, affliction that he's in. Then after that, we should then look at the innovation itself as it, that it is the worst of all affairs. So then we should, be, we should act, act in total uh, war at these innovations. And to pluck it out from its roots. Root. So that nothing of it remains. So therefore, the Shaykh al-Fatihah turns. Most of his books. The majority of his books are as a reputation against the people of innovation. His book, Binad al-Sunnah, is against a reputation against the people of innovation. And they are the Shias and also the Qadriya. And also his book, Dar Ta'ar Naql Al-Aql, is an irritation against the philosophers, and also the Ashaira, and also the Mu'tazila, and also the Sheikh Al-Islam Al-Taymiyyah, and also his book. كتب كذلك منها العقيدة الحموية الحموية الاستقامة التدمرية كتب كثيرة جدا many of his books أغلبها فرج على أهل البدع the majority of his books are refutation of the people of innovation فهذه البدع ينبغي أن يقضى عليها so these innovations they must be totally destroyed فأنت تحارب هذا الفكر so then you should be at war against this type of thinking وتجتست هذا الفكر and to try and pluck out this way of thinking this is one side. The second, the other side. This person who now is, uh, is performing these innovations. We should now see what, what are the correct ways to try and change his condition. So that he may answer us. We should not come to him and say to him, you are an innovator. You are astray. You are astray. You, you. هل يستجيبون لنا؟ هل يأنسى أصلاً؟ 
من المستحيل ان يستجيب لنا. لو ياتينا احد من الناس ويقول لك انت مقلد لشيخ الالباني. وانت لا وانت مقلد لشيخ الالباني. وانت لا هل يرضى احد منا هذا؟ النبي لا يرضى حتى لو كان اهل السنه لا يرضى في هذا الكلام. فينبغي ان ناتي اليه برحمه. So we should go to them, go to him with mercy. With ilim. And with softness. And we should not be like the Prophet Allah said, hard and harsh, hard hearted and harsh. Rather we should we come to him in a soft way. Like the Prophet spoke to that adulterer. So then he so you should uh, smile at him and you should argue with or talk to him and explain to him the dangers of this innovations and explain to him that we should what is the point of we should follow the message of the message of Allah and follow the guidance of the companions and also the leaders of the salaf by this way we may be free from the punishment of Allah and you shouldn't bring all these things together at one time. Rather, you should think, think about the first point that you can change this person. Then you change this point. Then you look at another point that is possible for you to change, then you change it. Then you sow in his, you sow the seeds in his heart. The seeds of love of Allah, love of the Prophet. And also the seeds of the binding understanding of the Salaf. So you should then follow these two paths. تغير بعض البدع التي عنده. Change some of the innovations that happens he happens to be doing. وتزرع عنده فهم وجوب الالتزام بفهم السلف للنصوص الشرعية. At the same time, uh, in doing so, you should try and sow the seeds of sticking to the understanding of the companions and the salaf. شيخ في كتابه درء تعارض العقل والنقل. In this book of his درء تعارض العقل والنقل. عندما تكلم عن أبي حسن الأشعري. When he was speaking about Abu Hassan al-Ashari. تكلم شيخ تكلم كلاما شديدا في الأشاعرة. He spoke very fierce words against the Ashari. لكن عندما تكلم عن أبي حسن الأشعري. When he spoke about Abu Hassan al-Ashari. ماذا قال فيه? What did he say about him? قال أبو الحسن الأشعري نحن لا ننظر يعني يقول أبو الحسن الأشعري ربما عنده مكانة عالية عند الله تبارك وتعالى. ونحن نعلم أنه يعتقد ضلالات. ولكنه لم يعرف بأنه واقع في ضلالة. قال له دور كبير في الرجع المعتزلة. He said he had a great role to play in refuting the Mu'tazila. But he fell into certain innovative mistakes with regard to his belief. But this religion it has things that expiate the sin. And then he spoke about, and then he mentioned the story of Mu'awiyah and Egypt. حيث دخل مصر للمخرم على Mu'awiyah. مصر المخرمة دخل على معاوية. وكان مصر من صغار الصحابة. وفي وقت خلافة معاوية. فقال له معاوية. ما الذي تحمل في قلبك علينا يا مصر؟ 
What do you hold in your heart against us, our Miswar? And he said to him, you have done such and such, you have done such and such, you have done such and such. So he said to him, you have Miswar. Do you have evil deeds that you hope that Allah will forgive you of them? So what did, what did, what did, what made you, uh, turn away or think bad of Allah Subhanahu wa regards to me? And I am, uh, I am in control and power. In control and power of the sending of the army. And also establishment of the, of the, the limits of Allah. And ordering of the good. And forbidding of the evil. Is better than that which you are upon. And verily, I have not been chosen uh, by Allah except. Uh, sorry, I did not make any decision uh, any of my friends except I made. I asked Allah Subhanahu for guidance. وإنا, وإنا and I am upon the religion. Allah Subhanahu accepts the good deeds. And He looks over the evil deeds. So what made you uh, turn the mercy of Allah away from me? Or did not hope for the mercy of Allah with regard to me? So Mishra then said, And Muawiyah has overcome me in his argument. And therefore after the offer, if Muawiyah's name was mentioned in a gathering which Mishra was, was present, He said, May Allah's mercy be upon Muawiyah. And may Allah forgive Muawiyah. Because the explanation of the sins has ten reasons or causes. First of all, the repentance, it, it is a way of expiating the sin. Also seeking forgiveness, expiates the sin. Good deeds also forgive, uh, is expiation for the sin. But also calamities and afflictions are a way of expiation of the sin. And also that which afflicts the person at his deathbed is also a way of expiating his sin. And also the punishment in the grave is a way of expiating his sin. And also that shall that will be afflicted him on the day of judgment is also an expiation of his sin. Entering of, entering of him into the hellfire is the expiation of his sin. And also the intercession of the Prophet will expiate his sin. And greater than all of this is the mercy of Allah that expiates He said, Shafat said, these ten reasons are reasons for the expiation of the sin. Then he said, then he said, Abu Hassan al-Ash'ari.